0: Two or three were founders or co-founders. I think there were a couple of guys that were not, but it was a good conversation. It was a couple of weeks ago. All right. We're live on Facebook. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Scale Up Heroes. Uh, Our goal is to bring you the best minds with the best real-life experiences when it comes to scaling up businesses. Uh, These are the heroes that took on the difficult odds, and they're living to tell the tale. I'm your host, Randy Cantrell, and to all of our viewers, we want to invite you to visit our website, scaleupacademy.io. Today, we're going to discuss scaling up culture. So we welcome our viewers, we welcome our guests to the show, and let me introduce today's moderator, Linda. Linda, I'll back out and let you have the floor. Thanks for All joining right. us.
1: Thank you for the intro and a warm welcome to this week's episode of Scale Up Heroes. Uh, I'm Linda. I'm going to be moderating the discussion we have in front of us today. Um, yeah, a few words about me. I'm an HR consultant based in Berlin, originally from Sweden. And yeah, my main touch points when it comes to scaling businesses is that uh, I was heading HR for a fast-growing tech company uh, under my HR leadership. It grew from 20 to about 100 full-time employees and also grew into a global company. Um, so that's, that's essentially my, my background before moving on and becoming an independent consultant. And uh, yeah, welcome to this discussion. We have a bit of a complex topic ahead of us today. We are going to talk about the topic of scaling company culture. Um, many successful companies do put large emphasis on and, and efforts into creating a great cultures. And uh, yeah, we have the likes of Netflix, Virgin, Sapphos, Twitter, etc. There are names that are over and over again being mentioned when uh, when you have a discussion around uh, successful examples of great company culture. And we do know that uh, good company culture can be paramount to business success. Yet it is difficult to get this topic right, given the wide area of aspects that impacts culture, and uh, yeah, given the the complex na- nature of the of the uh, topic of culture. So during the next forty minutes, we are going to discuss the pitfalls, the success factors when creating and scaling company culture. And with me today to crack this uh, this difficult yet important topic is uh, Annalise De Boer, Chief HR Officer at SpeakApp which is a platform that enables companies to reach and engage with their customer facing employees and Kevin Duffy, founder, of Winnow, which is a company helping organizations in the hospitality industry to reduce food waste. So, very interesting products, both of them and big welcome to the two of you. Before we kick it off, uh, I will also start handing over to the two of you to give a bit of a deeper introduction to yourself, uh, starting with Annelie. So welcome to go ahead and say a few words about yourself.
2: Yeah, well, thank you for your introduction. Uh, As said before, I'm responsible within Speak Up for HR um and we're creating this uh, this platform for uh, yeah enforcing uh, all non desk employees to uh, yeah to become better in their inter- internal communications so i think being good in internal communication is uh, is yeah part of uh, of having this company culture so that's what we try to enforce um, before working here, I've only started in January, I worked in the bigger corporates like Roland Berger and uh, Heineken, but I decided that I had enough knowledge to uh, yeah, to try to build something, so that's what I'm doing here.
1: Cool. Thanks for that. And I also want to invite you, Kevin, to say a few more words about yourself and your background.
3: Sure. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks again uh, for the introduction, Linda, and pleasure to be here today. Uh, So I'm Kevin Duffy, one of the founders of Winnow. Winnow helps commercial kitchens around the world to better understand why food waste happens, where it happens, and use the data we gather to change the way they prepare and serve food in a way that effectively means less waste. So better for the planet and better for for their business at the same time. Um, We as a company uh, have just celebrated our fifth anniversary, and we're going through a, a period of uh, ongoing period of, of uh, rapid growth so uh, company culture has been a big deal for us to think a lot about as we've gone from a, a very small company where where the founders could uh, very much control the culture to a much bigger company where we've had to learn how to hand over the reins for that uh, to the wider organization to take that forward.
1: Interesting. That's actually a topic that I want to get back to at a later stage, basically, where you're saying when and how to start thinking about uh, company culture. But uh, yeah, let's kick it off straight away. But I want to start with asking um, a bit of an obvious question, but what would you say are benefits of establishing a good uh, company culture? Anneli, what would you say?
2: Mm, well, I think it's the glue of your organization because if you have a strong company culture, uh, which everybody feels at ease in, uh, feels welcome in, uh, open, and yeah, connected to the company culture, and in that way also connected to each other, I think it's the base of working together and, and achieving the goals. Yeah.
1: Kevin, do you want to yeah. add something to that?
3: I, I guess one way I think of culture is culture is, is how you, you know a member of your team is going to, to react in an environment when you're not there and still react in a way that you, you, you would be proud of and, and follows the way that you want your, your business to grow. Um, so making sure you've got the right culture in a very strange way from a founder perspective is continuing to have control of an organization when you can't have direct control.
1: Yeah, exactly. And what would you say? I mean, what would you say would be implications if you don't manage to master this, if you don't manage to, to create a healthy and a good company culture?
3: Uh, I think, uh, if, I mean, first and foremost, your, your business is made up of, of, of your people. Uh, and if they don't feel like that culture matches them, reflects them, uh, if, if they don't uh, feel like they're, they're a part of that, they're. Unlikely to uh, give you give you their best, uh, and then therefore that's that's going to be a constant drag on your business. If you've got uh, misalignment of, of, of values and culture, um, it's it's really hard to get everyone rowing in the same direction, so to speak. Uh, it's a tremendously powerful uh, in the, in the flip side case, where everyone is aligned behind a common purpose. And has a company culture that they have uh, actively signed up to and feel like they uh, own own a piece of the definition of uh, it's a, it's an amazing ex- experience and and one that's very very different um, one that I'm experiencing for the first time at Winnow.
1: Cool. And would you say that this? I mean, if, if the lack of the lack of culture uh, would would you would you think that that even could reach, let's say and customers and people that are not within the organization, do you think it could become visible to externals as well, essentially?
3: Uh, absolutely. Um, I think you always have a company culture, right? It may not be the one you want, but there, there will be, by definition, a, a culture. I think um, what what's different for me in, in my previous experience in corporate environments versus Winnow is that culture is largely defined by the purpose and the mission of the organization. Um, if you asked me what the mission or, or, or uh, values of prior organizations I worked for might be, uh, I, I imagine the, the, the real answer was on paper somewhere and with some corporate speak, uh, but very few people would have known what those were, and they probably weren't very differentiated from uh, the, the next competitor. Uh, down down the street. Yeah. Uh, f- for us, it's very easy to align to those values. And as long as we continue to respect those and hire for those values, uh, it's, it's sort of reinforcing itself. It's like, uh, it's, it's like the culture takes its own momentum. And now it would be, I think, somewhat difficult to uh, diverge from our culture or to change our culture off, in a way that's off course and misaligned with our mission.
1: Anneli, what do you say to this, uh, both in terms of implications of not mastering setting the right company culture?
2: Um, Yeah, I'm totally agreeing because, well, firstly, if you don't have a a clear company culture, like in terms of customers, I think they will experience inconsistency because everybody's like acting in a different way. Um, In terms of what is this company culture and is it based on either purpose or mission or values um we are in the phase of creating company culture because we we are now in the stage of growing super fast so at the beginning of this year we were with uh, 15 people and now we're with 50. so um how do we stick together and what are the company values uh and so what is our company culture so we're really in the phase of defining it um and you see that although a lot of different people are working here and also some of them are working here for five years and some of them are working here only for a month. Um, they feel that it's super necessary to yeah, connect with each other and, and define what our values are and what we want to act upon and also what we want to share with like not only internally but also externally with our customers
1: could you share a little bit more about that uh that process how do you go about because it it is a big topic it is a very very complex topic to tackle what you're saying establishing and basically deciding the company culture that you want to to create and essentially then also scale could you share a little bit more about the? yeah yeah of course um
2: well at the beginning of this year we did, did uh value research uh which had three components so the first one was so there was a huge list of all kinds of values. So the first part of the, of the research was uh, we asked everybody to like, list their 10 values, their personal values. Uh, the second assignment was, what do you think are the 10 current company values? And the third assignment was, what would be the desired uh, company culture values? So in the end, we had uh, three lists of every individual, uh, which we combined uh, and we came up with, well, the the outcome of these three uh, lists so the top 10 personal values top 10 current values and the top desired uh values uh and especially like linking these three so what are are the is there a link between the personal values company values but also the desired values but also what's the jump so um For example, um, uh, smart or clever was a huge jump for us because people thought that we could work way smarter. Um, So yeah, we had the outcome of the research and then that was done by the whole company and everybody was involved and we had this discussion with everybody. Um, And then I asked who would like to join. So we phrased it like the company culture crew. Um so five people joined the company culture crew from every discipline one individual uh and with them we and that had... was voluntary sorry to interrupt that was yeah. voluntary to, yeah. to get it yeah mm-hmm. yeah because i think some people feel that they yeah they want to do something with these topics and other are like yeah they are okay with whatever happens so really the ones who would like to, to participate but from if every discipline one individual so that you have from every part of the company some insights and, uh, and knowledge. Um, so we had two meetings. Um, so the first one was this list. So in to- total 30 values. So what would we think, uh, yeah, should be the the top three values. So that's what we did in the first session, like literally by discussing. So what does it mean? Because the value is also a fake it, it can mean different things for different individuals. They can interpret it in different ways. So that's what we did. So make very clear what does these values mean? What is it in your personal life and what is it in your work life? Because they can also be something different. Uh, so we came up with the top three uh, and we discussed it with the founders. Uh, if they agreed upon these three values and if they felt, well, these are the values we want to like build the company on. Um We rephrased one value, but they were, yeah, they were also agreeing upon these three values. Um, And now we're in the phase of um, how are we branding this internally? Because, yeah, it's one thing to have these top three, but how do you make sure that everybody's like living the values in a way? Uh, So that's the phase we're now in. Um, So everybody from the company culture crew uh, has a specific assignment on how to brand the values internally, um, and that can be uh, like literally merchandise, but also uh, having uh, some kind of specific activities which involve personal interests. Um, but they are all linked to these three values, which we would really like to like enforce the company culture. So mm-hmm. that's how we're building
1: it now. Yeah, Ooh, very interesting yeah especially what you're mentioning about mm. especially what you're mentioning about the second step. Now, when it's created, then how do we go about actually integrating it, which is something that i will um, I will get back to later. but I also want to add to what you were saying about clarifying what it actually means, because I think that's something that some organizations sometimes are missing. You have these values. But what does it actually mean and what does it actually mean in terms of actions? So, so I'm in the process now, for example, of, um, of um, uh, helping a, a small but growing tech company to establish their core company values. And then we designed an exercise that basically uh, everyone uh, starts by listing behaviors and action that has made an impact on them or that has basically drawn their attention both in a positive way uh, but also in a negative way uh, to actually to really really start with with actions and then from that draw what does that say about what is important to you and which values you do have so I really think um, it's important what you're saying to really clarify what does a value mean in terms of actionable and understandable behavior rather than, uh, you know, a, a vague sort of or a broad word which can be interpreted differently from from person to person or from employee to employee um, so that that that's very interesting uh, kevin uh, do you mind also sharing a little bit more about uh, your your process on uh, on uh working with and developing uh, company culture
3: sure um I, I think uh similar to to annalise uh, we we went through a process uh probably probably very similar uh, started about two years ago. We realized we were maybe a, a company of around 15. And by the time we were, were going to be a company of 50, we realized that the uh, the culture uh, of the organization, we, we needed to hand over the reins of that to other people and let them take it forward. I think while we were small, uh, maybe a company of 15 and, and in one office, I think a lot of the culture can really be uh, can issue from the founders. Um, they're there every day. Uh, everyone interacts with them a lot. And really early days, the, the culture is a bit the philosophy uh, and, and mindset of the founders in, in, in many cases I've seen. Uh, but once you begin to get on, once you begin to get beyond that and you start opening offices in other locations around the world, if you haven't set the right foundations in place, I think that's the point where you can lose lose control of it and the culture can um, can uh, go off in different directions and you can have a, a confused, uh, incoherent culture effectively that uh, grows around certain strong personalities in the organization. Um, so I think doing Recognize then that in advance uh, was was a great moment for us. Uh, some actually, some some of our early joining employees probably were were a strong hand in pushing myself and my co-founder Mark uh, to focus a lot of our energy on this when we were really focused on the business. And so we we then started putting a lot more energy into how are we going to get this transition phase right. And the a uh, practical exercise we went through was a process of starting sort of from the top down with a uh, a set that is another variant of mvp your your mission uh, your vision and your purpose uh, and, and defining those before moving on to try to focus on values. And then we did something probably very similar to, to what Annalise did, where we, we actually got the whole company in, involved in sort of a way day sessions in helping define what were those values. But I think, as you say, it's the words themselves can have a lot of different meaning for different people. Culture has to be much deeper than that. Culture is much more of a feeling and a philosophy uh, that can't be boiled down to a handful of of nice-sounding words. Uh, So the process of doing that, I think, was more valuable than anything. Having people be uh, participating in that, and talking about what those things meant for them, and having that become a shared experience, and then how do we put that into practice? I'd say the very most important place where we put that into practice is in our hiring right? We're a fast-growing organization. We uh, interview and, and hire quite a lot of people, and if they don't pass our fit test, which, which for us is uh, aligning to our mission, vision, values, um, doesn't matter what the talent level is, we, we, we're not going to take those people on. Um, we have uh, made a couple of mistakes on that front, and uh, we, we've become more staunch in our view on that since.
1: I get it um i guess i mean we're again coming back what you're saying because culture can't really be boiled down to a set of words it has to be it has to be something different and it has to be incorporated in the in the entire uh, organization because even if the understanding is there and let's say that everyone's on the same page uh then it might not be a case that the that the action is there and um I, i've seen and i'm sure you've seen as well uh, that like a very, because a very a very common practice a very commonly used practice when it comes to our first step towards creating company culture or defining it at least um is to establish the values Mm, but then the next step is to get them incorporated so how uh, like how do you go about avoiding that the values simply become like website content or words on the wall uh, worst case so so apart from incorporating it in, in the hiring process what what other yeah, what other ideas uh, do you have about that? Um, oh,
2: Kevin, you can go. No,
3: go go ahead. <laughs> I was just I was just gonna ask you to go ahead, please.
2: Um, well, I think because I think it's it's super important in your hiring because you can then you're kind of building more up of of some values, but I think. Um, so that's like the, the branding internally, what we're focusing on firstly. So we haven't put the values or the company culture on the website yet because we really would like to like enforce it firstly within the company. Um, so we had the discussion with the company culture crew about all the values. So we kind of decided on three values. Uh, but then we asked everybody to, um, well, list things uh Within these three values that are happening within the company, but also what they're missing in the company. And I think that gave us a lot of insight because what people see. So, for example, one of the values is uh, trust. But trust is something which is for some people within the company completely there so they they don't see any improvements because they trust everybody they're super open personalities and can connect very easily but on the other side you have others who don't feel comfortable uh, or they're they want to see improvements in for example uh, giving feedback because they think that should be differently Um, and it's super fun to get the insight from every individual but also connect the individuals Uh, with each other so the person who thinks trust is completely there uh, with the with the individual who thinks it's not there and let the two of them come up with okay so what does it mean and why do we have different perspectives okay we're operating in different teams but how does it affect it and what do we think is like the standard and how can we act upon it so I think all these kind of assignments uh, or activities or discussions are really like Making these values come to life in a way uh, and also creates a situation where people um, yeah feel it what Kevin said in the beginning, so it 's something that you that you feel or that you yeah it's a vague still something <laughs> vague, uh, but it makes it more concrete if if people uh, are working on it in a way. So either organizing a frisbee event or organizing uh, a pizza night or organizing a feedback training, uh, all kind of stuff, but also having the discussion with each other. So why do we see things differently? Because we're different personalities, we're different people, we have different backgrounds, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, But still we're connected because we're working at the same company, but also we're connected because we live this company culture. So um, yeah, I think that's super important to, to give the company culture the attention because if people, and that's what I said in the beginning, if the glue is strong, if people are connected, they want to work together and they're able to achieve all the goals we're having.
1: Yeah. Kevin, do you want to add something to that? Uh, like really how, how to take the next step, how to go about incorporating the values?
3: I, I think we we look to um, recognize when people are living the values. Um, I think the the way that we uh, make sure that it's not just a poster on the wall. We we have posters on the wall here. Um, <laughs> it is that uh, well? We made sure when we defined these that the 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 management team today, who were the employees a couple of years ago, largely. Um, They were really part of defining those. Uh, They they have a sense of ownership of them. Uh, They align very clearly with our purpose so they don't feel disjointed at all. Uh, And then every, every activity we do, we're putting through the filter of, are we doing this in a way that's aligned with uh, the ethos of our company, the philosophy of our company, the values of our company, uh, and and sometimes we have discussions, and very frequently it comes up if there's a decision to be taken, you know, which which way would be more aligned with with our values. Um, when that is the behavior of the founders and that is the behavior of the early team, uh, very quickly that is the behavior of everyone in the company. Um, but that said I, I mean we're still early right we've gone from fifteen to say eighty people globally and i'm I'm working on um, building up new offices around the world right now, and probably my number one concern is how do I transfer the great culture that i'm so proud of uh, in in some of our offices to these new offices and that's not something that's going to happen by by accident so it's going to be a lot of hard work and uh, a lot of fun work by putting people together to to share that experience of what the culture is um, and I, I guess um as much as as a founder you'd love to possibly uh tick the box of i've done culture and now that's that's set culture culture is is by no means a tick box much as i might wish it culture is more like a plant right you need to tend to it and take care of it uh it does need to grow and and evolve but you need to also give it some give it some guidance along the way and give it all the, the nutrients it needs to to grow in a healthy way so um I, I don't know that we will always get that right it's but it's a front of mind for me and spend more energy on that today than I ever imagined I might even two or three years ago.
2: And how do you make sure that that it's like the same or that it's in line in the different companies and I think in different parts of the world.
3: Um, it's a good question. I mean, I'm, we're trying to get it right. Uh, I think the things that we're doing to attempt to get that to work is making sure that uh, people from different offices uh, spend time together. Uh, those that set the example, uh, we, we make sure that they are out front and center and the uh, the greatest examples of, of people uh, doing great things aligned to our, our culture are um, presented as, as role models. Um, things that are not aligned to our culture are not uh, sort of uh, aligned to an individual, but uh, are, are, are talked about in a way. And we, we, we talk about how we can make uh, better decisions or how we might do it differently next time. Uh, we, we just make sure that it's, it's, it's never out of mind for very long. Uh, we keep coming back to it. We uh, make a point of making time for it, even though um, all the business needs sometimes feel like they might be more pressing uh, ignoring this, I think uh, w- we recognize now the, the value that uh, is, is just too great to, to allow that to happen. Um, getting other offices to to be successful again, a big piece of it though I think has to come back to hiring. Um, make, making sure that you when you get people in they, they understand what they' what they're signing up to and they genuinely are uh, personally uh, motivated by the mission and values of our company.
1: Do you have also some sort of uh, like is this is this incorporated in the onboarding process in a way some some sort of culture explanation or vision and mission explained
3: Um, so i mean if you're going to interview with Winnow, you you probably better have an idea of what our uh, our purpose and our mission is it's it's very obvious for us in a way that's maybe not so easy for uh, you know i don't know an investment bank Uh, Mm. right um so Yes, we do spend uh, some time on it during the onboarding process, uh, but we'd expect people to, even in an interviewing process, have a pretty good sense of who we are, and we're looking to get a pretty good sense of who they are and understand uh, either they have a passion for um, the the issue, the global issue that we are uh, trying to have a meaningful impact on, or if not that, they, they at least, uh, we believe they, do care about it they understand it and they can adopt that passion even if it wasn't their prior passion
1: yeah what do you say to that Annalie? do you uh, do you also incorporate it in the in the onboarding process partially or is it like very very heavily emphasized in the in the recruiting process already
2: um not so not so clearly um well, I think in a way it is because in every recruitment process, I'm involved. So I'm like the culture gatekeeper, so to say. Uh, and there's uh, always one of the founders involved. Um, but I don't think that's feasible anymore in a couple of months. So I think we need to make sure that um, not only me and the founders know that uh, what we would like to see in every individual who's working here at speak but i think we also need to like yeah train the other interviewers in a way on how do we make sure that we know the values of individuals but also like yeah their personality traits and how it like fits in the team but especially how it fits in the company culture yeah we need to take steps on that as well
1: yeah um, and, and, and I mean, my my uh, point of view is that oftentimes also culture is what you were saying, Kevin, basically, it's not like when you start talking about culture, it's not then you start creating culture because culture starts more or less immediately from the start, like starting with, for example, the the vision and the philosophy of the founders already. Uh, so what, what, would you, what would you say, Kevin, like when, when was the first time that you explicitly started talking about culture and what you want to, how you want to shape it? I, I,
3: I'd say the seeds of it happened, you know, really early on between uh, myself and my co-founder, Mark, and maybe we, 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 we'd started hiring or, or not by that point. Uh, but thinking uh, very early on about, you know, who we were and how we wanted the company to reflect that, it probably started if i'm really honest, it started when we thought about um, what what did we want the brand of our of our company to be and and how did we want to present ourselves to our clients and A big piece of that was we wanted to always be based on on principles of of honesty and transparency. Uh, so those are things that I think were were the very first of our values to sort of appear on the radar because both Mark and I uh, held those values very dear and wanted to uh, sort of hold those sacred in our business in in every aspect. Uh, so before we ever started talking about what culture we wanted to create in the company, we were already doing it because there were just certain norms, certain ways of operating that we wanted to hold even between us as founders. Yeah. Um, even i uh, i tell you the very first moment it goes back to for me is um we wanted to set out the uh, the, the founders agreement the way we would uh you know d- divide up the shares of the company and how we were going to put work into it early days when it wasn't necessarily 100% of our time all of that was you know back to a, a grounding of of fairness and transparency uh and, and and just built from there so really i'd say the first values of the company just just came from from the heart effectively and that's i think that's the easiest way right if if the values of your company are your own values that's really easy uh, you've just got to learn to communicate them and find people that share them
1: yeah and and annalise uh, also when you joined SpeakApp, was it already a topic that uh, was kind of explicitly talked about was there uh, sort of like work going on around the the topic of of the uh, exemplifying culture and integrating uh, values, etc. Or was it something that that you, when you when you joined us as um, chief HR officer, um, kicked off? Mm, well, it kind of
2: both happened because uh, it's the same for Kevin, the two founders who started the company uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, they also had some agreements upon yeah with each other, um, and they also had their list of company values um, which were five values and the funny thing is that in the well eventually like the three values now uh, two of the original values of the founders are in this list of three so I think that's uh, something super special so in a way they really live the values or hire the people who, who yeah kind of could connect with these values I don't know what happened there specifically but I think it's it's nice that, uh, yeah, two of the original values are in the list of three now. Um, I've experienced it in previous companies how uh, difficult it is if the culture is not right, because, um, yeah, it's super negative for your total workforce. Um, so I, I experienced it the other way around and how difficult it is to turn it around if it's not said clearly in the beginning. So, uh, yeah, therefore I emphasized on Uh, starting with it uh, although for business it's maybe not like the first thing to think about also within HR you have a lot of different topics who are way more tangible or way more like yeah yeah, get results right away Um, but yeah I, I, I think because of yeah they started with it like in the beginning um, and I experienced it in like the negative way we agreed upon that this was a topic I would be working on uh, yeah from the beginning onwards
1: yeah 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 I I think it's very very true um, very true you're saying that a big um, a big pitfall or a big uh, mistake would be to start talking about it too late, which I think is probably also one of the more common uh, common reasons as to why uh, company culture can, can go bad, for example. But yeah, I, I think wanna... a lot of,
2: sorry to add on that, I think yeah. a lot of companies start working on their culture if it's not working. So if yeah. they experience that their company culture is negative or that, that they lose people because people don't like the company culture or that there's like this bad connection between employees or not a connection at all or that they're working in, Yeah. The, the strange or the weird ways we're together then uh, management is thinking mm, maybe we should change the company culture mm. but changing a company culture if if it's already there i think that's the hardest to do um yeah and it costs a lot of energy and um yeah i think it's it's a waste of energy and this time and also affect uh, your results
1: yeah that was actually going to be my um, uh, my next uh, question. <laughs> <laughs> um it was a, it was a very great great passage <laughs> into the next uh, to the next question very nice bridge uh, no but uh, that is as you say it's uh, i think that's 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 common to start uh, that that it gets attention once it gone wrong or it can be the case at least so what would you say like if if an organization realized that they stand in front of a cultural change which is is a really really difficult topic what would you what sort of advice would you have what ideas would you have as to how uh, it could could uh, could turn around
2: mm, i think it's it's the other other way around of what kevin has said before is the people who are living like the bad company culture uh well, focus on these people or either they need to try to, like, change their behavior. Um, I think that's a hard thing to do, but I think you need to focus on these people of why are they kind of affecting the others, but also the ones who are really living the company values or the company culture, give them the space to, uh, yeah, to give it more attention and to become this company hero, culture heroes, or, I don't know, you can, like, brand it internally or give them... uh, yeah the attention in a way I think people love attention so uh, yeah yeah um, attention in in both ways I would say
1: yeah yeah no I would very much agree with that and also start with identifying what you're saying identifying uh, which are our cultural ambassadors and which Mm -hmm. are our cultural opponents, if we, if we say it like that. Yep. Kevin, I would like to hear, um, I would love to hear your view on that as well. What are your ideas when it comes to uh, the, the, the big topic of uh, an organizational Cultural
3: change. I, I, I think we're uh, we're we're veering into the world of opinion rather than experience for me now, <laughs> uh, having never been through it. But uh, I guess I guess some of my thoughts are: uh, I, I would suspect the best way to approach it is uh, like a corporate crisis or like like a corporate turnaround situation. You're really going to have to uh, make it a turning point moment in, in the company's history if it's that important to you. Uh, if it's not that important to you. Uh, then leave it, leave it alone. Don't go at it uh, halfway, I would expect. But uh, if it is a turning point moment, if it is a moment of identity crisis for the company, if there is a, uh, a, you know, a real business reason that this needs to happen, um, then you've got to do it in a big way. Uh, I would suggest that means uh, committing you know, publicly, uh, making public statements about, about how you're going to change, uh, probably some personnel changes uh, that align to that, uh, very likely, uh, probably a- aligning some resources behind getting that culture right and p- potentially over-investing in it uh, for a period, making sure that it is front and center, um, making sure that your founders or, or your leaders, whoever they may be at that stage, are uh, really out in front uh, talking about but also uh, demonstrating those, those values and inviting everyone else to uh, get on board. Hopefully uh, you have a, a way of creating that process that there is some sense of ownership given to the teams. But I'm thinking more here of larger organizations where it may not be feasible to get uh, a million people to feel like they've had a hand in creating uh, your, your, your new mission, vision and values uh, for, for your corporation. I think I think there, uh, you, you've got to set the norms. Uh, you've got to seed those values. You've got to make people understand that, um, that that we will live those values as a company. And if you're not on board with that, then um, it'll be time to 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 find find your way onto to a different place. Uh, and and making sure that that's something that's uh, cascaded throughout the organization. That would be sort of my my big business approach to uh, making a, a significant cultural change. Uh, Put in that position, but as I said, uh, just just my two cents.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, to summarize a little, I mean, we've been talking a lot about sort of laying the groundwork and uh, yeah, building the foundation very early on, more or less already before yeah, the company is actually scaling. But I still think, nevertheless, that that is. The foundation for managing essentially to scale your, your your culture to get the foundation right because otherwise you're basically just scaling what is not there or what's broken um, but when it comes to i mean you both have uh, worked for, for or have, have growing teams uh, so what do you think now uh, going forward what would you say now would be your approach as to how you're going to maintain this culture and spread it also to new employees and make them embrace it and become cultural ambassadors when the companies are growing. And at least do you wanna give it a give it a crack to answer that question? Yeah, well, I think that's,
2: that one is easy. So firstly, it's in, in your hiring process. Uh, so really focusing on skills, uh, but specifically on personality types, how they fit in the team, uh, the company as a whole. I think that these three components are super important. Uh, but also the onboarding process. So the first six months uh, within the company. So not only uh, yeah becoming good in your job and know what you exactly need to do and and yeah get the results that you uh, that you're hired for in a way, but really make sure that people connect with the rest of the team and really start living the company culture. I think that's the most important important part of this first six months.
1: Mm-hmm. Kevin,
3: what are your thoughts on that topic? Um, I was just, just reminded of uh, uh, someone who's in a, uh, an accelerator program with me, uh, founder of, of, of a company called AIR, uh, Anish. Uh, he's actually written a book that's about his philosophy and values and uh, every employee of their company gets a, gets a copy of that oh, book. Wow. And I think that's that's his way of of making sure that the that vision, that philosophy, that's deeper than a few uh, corporate speak words, uh, continues to propagate out through through the company. I thought that was a pretty cool idea. We 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 haven't done anything like that. Uh, just just thought it was a pretty cool example to to share that I'd heard recently. Um, I I think for us, it's uh, continuing to spend spend energy, keep it in focus. Uh, but as I said, largely we went through a process of um, handing that responsibility for that company culture over to to the team to the early team Uh, and really while we continue to live those values and try to be great examples of it um we're only a piece uh, of spreading it so it's making sure that everyone in the team continues to to invest in that too uh so, so so to speak to to water that plant uh that that is our our company culture and uh i've for now, it seems to be working really well, but uh, we don't want to take our uh, focus away from it. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to look for uh, ways to to do that and make sure it it persists. Uh, that that makes sense.
1: Sounds sounds wise. Um, cool. Yeah, we're um, we're going to wrap up, but actually, finally, I just wanna um, I just wanna change the topic a little bit. But yeah, summer is essentially in. in full swing and hopefully at least for both of your holidays are coming up and hopefully we will all get some spare time to wind down and and maybe read a book or a podcast So, i just want to um want to round up by asking uh, the two of you for a book or podcast recommendation what would you like to recommend for the for the hammock now for the summer Annalise, do you want to share your, your recommendation? I was hoping that Kevin would start so I could have some more <laughs> time to think about this.
2: <laughs> um, I, I
3: conveniently couldn't find my unmute button.
2: <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, currently, I'm, I'm reading a super interesting book which is called The Culture Map. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's about, because a lot of people think that uh, behavior is is affected by personality, or that's like easily said. Yeah, but he's an introvert, or she is an extrovert, etc. Uh, but I think uh, your cultural background is also affecting on how you're behaving within the company. Um, so that's what I'm reading now, and it's super interesting. So I would recommend that one if you're working in an international team. Yeah.
1: So sorry, could you say the name again? I didn't. The culture map. The culture map. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure
1: who the writer is, but uh, yeah, I find that an interesting. App, find yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kevin, did you find the unmute um, unmute
3: button? <laughs> I did. I did eventually. Uh, I, I, I guess one um, that I picked up to to reread uh, recently, and it's uh, it's a different sort of aspect on this prism, um, but the the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Covey. It's a pretty classic. Book and I think it's really I I like to review it from time to time, effectively because it reminds me uh, sort of the inside-out process of defining who who it is I want to be, Uh, and and I think as a founder I get a a, the privilege to try to reflect that uh, into an organization that I have a a great opportunity to to grow, uh, but fundamentally. Uh, trying to be the best person I can be, and uh, and finding some some uh, principles in that book uh, that I continue to come back to and use. That's that's a that's a really useful piece for me. Why?
1: Cool. Thank you so much. Uh, we're running out of time, so I just want to end by thanking uh, both of you so much for partaking in the podcast today and for providing your thoughts and really interesting insights, experiences and ideas on the very difficult topic of, of culture or the very, at least large topic of, of culture. And uh, I'll hand back to you, Randy.
0: Well, thanks, guys. First of all, we want to thank our Facebook audience for watching us live or if you're watching the recorded version, we uh, Want a special thanks to Linda and Annalise and Kevin for joining us. We invite you to visit our page, scaleupacademy.io, to learn more about us and what we do. If you find these live shows valuable, we would ask that you hit that like button and share today's show. I'm your host, Randy Cantrell, and hope that you'll join us next week. Monday, June the 18th, we're going to discuss scaling up engineering. Until then, everybody have a great week.